are Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Locked On Flames. I'm your host, Jess Belmosto, and today's episode is brought to you by Spotify Greenroom. Head on over to your app store and download the free app so we can catch up sometime soon. And of course, you'll hear more about it later on in the show where you can find me on the Spotify Greenroom app. So today's episode, we do have a little bit of a smorgasbord of (laughs) things to talk about. Kind of just a little bit all over the place. And of course, you know... We're gearing up for the expansion draft, essentially, and I do want to talk about some of the deadlines that are approaching for teams and Seattle. So this is from David Pagnotta of the fourth period, or his at is the fourth period. So the expansion draft reminders are uh, Friday is the deadline for players to waive their no-movement clause, and that's at 5 p.m. And if you didn't know, Jeff Skinner has also waived his no-movement clause, so make that three players that are now waiving their no-movement clause. Saturday is the transaction freeze at 3 p.m. Deadline for protection lists are at 5, and Sunday, clubs receive lists, Clubs receive lists, lists, oh my god, I can't talk today, and Seattle can talk to free agencies, free agents at 10 a.m., and on the 21st, Seattle submits the picks at 10 a.m. by 10 a.m., and of course, the expansion draft is at 8 p.m. that night, and I'm going to be honest, I'm a little bit more nervous now that the reality is setting in and that we are a week out. At first, I was kind of you know, kind of okay with the expansion draft. I was like, okay, you know, like, it is what it is. The Flames aren't going to have to, you know, really take any big hits here. But they they, they are. And especially if they leave uh, Geo unprotected, I don't necessarily think that all the trash talking I was doing earlier this season is valid anymore. I think that he you know, had some bumps in the road, but at the same time, who didn't? And yes, he's older, but the Flames still need him. And I think that, you know, a cheaper contract and, you know, one or two years, keep him there and, you know, have the younger defensemen learn from him and kind of mentor the youth will be really important. He's still effective. He's still you know, out there on the ice doing well. Um, we might need to take a look at his partner, Rasmus Anderson, though. That's really not working. Um, at least it wasn't really great last season. Um, but anyways, that's different tangent. I obvi- Obviously, they're going to protect Markstrom. Like, that's duh. And then, you know, they're going to protect Gaudreau, Kachuk. Um, you know, players, uh, players that... I I believe both of them have a no-movement clause. I could be very wrong, though. But anyways, um, I am just very interested to see how this goes because, 
you know, there are moves being made right now. Like there are certain extensions being done. Brandon Carlo just signed um, a six-year extension with the Boston Bruins uh, for $4.1 million. And, you know, we see players getting bought out, which we're going to talk more about in the next segment because there's some wild, wild reaching going on there. And I am just very interested to see what the Flames are forced to give up. And Pierre Lebrun tweeted, in chatting with front offices around the league in the last 24 to 48 hours, one word to sum up what the Kraken are still asking for as payment inside deals to navigate the expansion draft is exorbitant. But I mean, there's still time before Saturday's protection list deadline. And that could be you know, they're, they're asking high because they're not going to shoot low. You know, it's kind of like when you go to the car dealership and they're, you know, that sticker price is not what you're buying the car for unless, you know, you don't really care and have disposable income or whatever. I don't, I don't know how rich people work. But anyways, like, you know, you're going to have to negotiate. And as more time goes on, Seattle might come down on the asking price and, you know, you might get like five grand off of your car you're looking at. And instead of having to give up, um, you know, a first round pick and whatnot, um, you know, you might be able to get away with something else. So who knows? It's certainly going to be interesting. I wasn't really covering hockey as closely as I am now back during the Vegas draft. So I don't exactly remember what the asking prices were. Um, and I just know that a lot of GMs just kind of fumbled the bag. So We'll have to see who falls for the Kraken's tricks, and we'll be looking forward to that, I'm sure, as long as it's not Brad Tree Living, and I don't think it will be. And something else that I just wanted to touch on briefly is the Duncan Keith trade. I am very interested as to why Chicago did not retain any of that salary, and did they just forget to ask did they forget to throw that in there like hey like you know you got to retain some of this or did ken holland say oh no this is fine like he can play 24 25 minutes a night like we're good um and just think like it was their duty <laughs> to take on the remaining contract i i just i don't see this being something that brad tree living does i don't think that he's in a position to be making those decisions um, and just to kind of jump the gun a little bit there. But, you know, we'll have to see. And, of course, coming up next, we are going to be talking about uh, this crazy idea that came out of nowhere for um, Brad Tree Living to make the decision to buy out Milan Lucic and then for him well, I'll dive more into this in a moment. But first, let's talk about Spotify Greenroom. Spotify Greenroom is the wonderful sponsor for today's episode, and it's an amazing app where you basically do live podcasting. It's a great way to connect with other fans around the league, other hosts throughout the Lockdown Network, and make some more friends while talking about sports. It's a free app that you can download in the App Store, and you can absolutely download it for free. It's fantastic. Sign up for free. Follow me on there at Jess Belmosto, and you know, join me tonight to talk about 
the hockey happenings. And I think one thing that I love most about the app is that y'all can contribute to the conversation and you can be invited to speak, you can invite yourself to speak, or you can type in the chat. So head on over to your app store today and download Spotify Green Room on the app store. And of course, Built Bar is the amazing tasting protein bar. I had one before I hit the gym this morning because I was not in the mood for breakfast, but my orange and raspberry protein bar got me through my workout and carried me through for a few hours and held me over. So we love to see that. And of course, you can head on over to built.com and use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off of your next purchase at built.com. Locked on Flames continues. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at JessBelmosto. I don't think y'all need to hear this. I think I need to go on Locked on Bruins and knock some sense into those listeners. But Milan Lucic is not going to be bought out um, of this contract. And I don't necessarily think that it would be a smart move for the Flames to do that. I don't think that he's an ineffective player anymore. I think that he is someone who obviously is not the first-line winger that he once was 10 years ago. So we need to remind ourselves that he is a third, fourth line grinder. He is somebody who's going out there. And yes, he did have a good season, all things considered, but he's not, like, he's still effective. I think that Bruins fans are just in this headspace where, like, they don't see what we see. You know, Luch is still a great player. He... Great might be an overstatement. I'm sorry, but he, you know, he has that locker room presence. He's still effective. He goes out there. He can, you know, do what he needs to do. And it is a significant bounce back from where he was two, three years ago. So when people are saying, oh, he'll sign somewhere for the league minimum and nobody wants, uh, nobody wants that kind of contract on their books. And it's like, yeah, of course they don't want this contract on their books, but Calgary has it. They're not going to buy him out. And why would they get rid of somebody who can still go out there and play? You know what I mean? He waived his no movement clause. He has accepted the fact that he may get claimed by Seattle. Or guess what, you guys? That doesn't happen. And he's back on the flames. And he can still go out there three, four nights a week, however many hockey games. You know what? My brain is Pride from reading some of these Bruins fans' takes, and it would be a very unlikely situation for the Flames to buy him out. I just I don't see it happening, and I don't know how many times I can say that. Um, and I get it; like everybody kind of has a pipe dream of their favorite player coming back to their team and whatnot. Like kind of like um, Flames fans with Dougie Hamilton, even though he's a UFA. You know, like, he's not going to come back. He's not going to come back to Calgary. It's just not going to work. And that's okay, because you know what? He is thriving in Carolina, and there's a solid chance he'll re-sign there. And, you know, you just got to let things happen. I am not a very big fan of this idea that every free agent 
every name on the market has to be brought into the conversation of, uh, you know, they're going to join this team. I think that the Flames should look at Sean Corrali. I think that he would be a fantastic third, fourth line center and winger, whatever you need him at. I think that he needs a change of scenery. There's a solid chance he walks in free agency. I really don't see the Bruins re-signing him. And the Flames do not need Tarasenko on this team. It's just too big of a risk, and the cap hit is not worth it, in my opinion. And I'm currently looking at uh, player like free agents that are going to be hitting the market next week. And some of these names are interesting, you know, um, Travis Sajak. Like, I'm looking at the guys who aren't going to cost you bajillions of dollars. Nick Felino, Alexander Steen, might cost you a little bit. Um, Mike Hoffman, I don't think will, I, no, uh-uh. Uh, let's see, Eric Stahl, Derek, oh, Derek Ryan, hey. But Philip Dino is going to cash in, and I don't even think it'll be a huge amount of money, but I do think it'll be, you know, enough. Uh, Cedric Paquette, Sean Corrales up there, too. Uh, Alex Galchenyuk, um, no. Tyler Ennis, Bobby, Bobby Ryan deserves to get paid. I think that he is fantastic. Uh Barclay Goudreau will probably resign in um, Tampa, but I, I don't know. I just don't know how many of these teams can get away with signing players that are on that lower end of the salary. I, I don't understand. I don't think that a lot of players are willing to take that. Uh, you know, like I'm look, I'm just scrolling through cap friendly right now. And some of these players do deserve more than the minimum. Uh, oh, you know, if you can get, oh, there's Zach Ronaldo. But I think that a lot of these players could, you can get creative with their salary and their cap hit. But alas, this is why I am a podcaster and not a general manager, I think that if Brad Tree Living truly wants to make a run at the cup, and honestly, not even like make a run for it, but just get past the first round of the playoffs, that's it. That's all I'm asking. That's all I think many Flames fans are asking. <laughs> but I think that he's going to have to get creative and things are going to have to shift and I don't think that it's worth closing conversations down when it comes to potentially trading players but you have to remember that people are not going to take Sean Monahan off off of our hands he had season ending surgery teams don't trade for injured players okay <laughs> Please remember that. And, you know, coming up next, we are going to talk more about this and what I think <laughs> what I think is going to happen in the expansion draft. But first, let me talk to you about BetOnline AG. BetOnline AG is the number one place where you can bet on sports. It's the fastest and easiest way to get in all your sports betting action 
And before the next pitch, head on over to BetOnline AG on your laptop, mobile device, or check out the app store. I believe that they have an app as well. And check out the great sporting news. Sign up for bonuses and contests. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get in the game as the teams prep for you know, the second half of the season. Head to their website, BetOnline AG, and use that mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit with promo code locked on. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Locked on Flames continues. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto. Okay, so let's do a check-in because I feel like I've been talking a lot about these takes. How are y'all feeling? How are y'all doing with the expansion draft being a week away? I am getting nervous because, well, there's not a lot of time left. And I don't think I have seen any sort of um, promising signs of life from the Flames. (laughs) Um, Which is fine. I think that they have to do what they have to do. And like I said last segment, getting creative is one of those things. But what exactly do they do? You know, are they going to just protect Geo and expose uh, Chris Tanev, Noah Hannafin, Rasmus Anderson, like the whole nine yards and just hope that, they, I don't know, just cross their fingers and toes and just hope that they pick someone else? I, I don't know. I I get nervous and I don't think that it will be as bad as I'm kind of anticipating, like, hyping myself up for, but you never know with these kinds of things, and I personally don't, I just have a hard time believing that the Kraken are going to look at, you know, Rasmus Anderson's stats and say, this is the one, you guys, this is truly the one, or anything like that and also I don't think that they would take Noah Hannafin because he also had season-ending shoulder surgery just remembered that so maybe maybe we're okay there maybe but then again I also don't think that they're gonna take Chris Tanev because he his contract is gonna age like milk in the sun so maybe it's okay maybe we're gonna be okay after all uh just kind of psyching myself out here but I did want to just kind of wrap up today's show with a big thank you. Uh, If I could hug y'all, I would. This is the second off-season now that I'm covering, and while we have to get creative for everyday shows, y'all are always on Twitter hyping me up, and I appreciate it so much. I'm kind of hoping to see more of you on Twitter. So follow me at Jess Belmosto, B-E-L-M-O-S-T-O. And of course, I am very much looking forward to chatting even more this offseason. And as we prepare for the expansion draft, I was looking over some of the stats 
uh, for the podcast numbers. And I know it's not always about numbers and things like that, but y'all continue to blow me away. And I just want to say thank you so much for all of the love and support, especially as like an outsider coming into this. So I will catch y'all tomorrow. Uh, You might have two episodes tomorrow. It just depends on how much I can squeeze in before work. Um, You know, this unfortunately is not my full-time job. So, you know, fingers crossed and things like that. But all right, I will chat with y'all tomorrow. Have a great day and stay safe. Bye-bye.